Awesome. This is, uh, you stay standing. This is just a moment where we encourage people just to prepare themselves for the Word. We know that the Word is a seed that gets planted. So we want to position ourselves, our hearts to be soft. So let's pray. Let's ask God to prepare our hearts so that we can receive His Word. God, we thank You that Your Word is a seed that can be planted in our hearts. We want our hearts to be good soil. We want it to be soil that Your Word can go deep into and produce a harvest, produce life change. God, we don't want to just be hearers of Your Word. We want it to change us. We want to become doers of your word. God, we also want to be open to any miracle that you want to do in our life. If it's healing, physical healing, breakthrough direction, whatever you want to provide, you know the needs of our people. Will you do it in this place? We submit to you now. We want to do your will. We resist the devil and we thank you that he has to flee. Pray to protection around us and our children. And we pray in this hedge that you would do your miracles and draw people unto yourself who are not in relation with you in Jesus' name. And everyone believe it said, amen. Awesome, you guys can take your seats. So good to have you guys in the house. Um, to all our new people, welcome. Um, I hope you get your voucher. If you didn't get one, as you walk out the door, straight in front of you is the Next Steps area. You can grab it there. And then, of course, for anyone who needs to take a next step, the best way to do it is face-to-face. -face. So I encourage you to do it straight off the service but if you don't get to do that you can fill out one of these cards and you would have heard my wife just say some of the praise reports we've been hearing is that people have been getting breakthrough in jobs and provision where they've written out prayer requests and they've given us praise reports so i encourage you to fill out your cards if you need information or if you need us to pray for you fill it out we have a team that prays and our staff prays over the cards and we'd love to serve you in that way uh, my name's Andre you've seen my wife up here uh, we lead the church and we hear table view we also at Malkbus and we're at Camps Bay and we are, we've got view groups in Atlantis, so we are building that up, trusting as that grows, that we'll end up doing our next location there. And uh, you guys will hear more about it, but we also are about to um, take over a church where we won't, we'll, we'll end up changing the name, but not to View Church. We will just support that church and have a staff member in there, but it will be a focus, uh, it's on a university campus, um, and that focus will be to reach uh, university students, and of course the community, but we also want to see what happens as we are generous and do that, and hopefully we will ignite way more ministry on campuses and end up planting more locations on university campuses. So that's the next step. So that's actually, that really has been a journey and looking at it, but, but we pretty much have said, we put our hands up for it last week. Um, but even as we do it, we're going to need healthy churches who are very outward looking and generous, understanding that as we mature as parent churches and adults, we can end up releasing the church to go into new areas. So can you believe with us to touch the nation? What better way than to reach university students who are going to end up going throughout the nation? Um, so, so carry on linking hands. We're excited and I encourage you to pray for Aston Villa today and Stephen Gerrard as he is trusting to release a breakthrough for Liverpool in Jesus' name. Okay, everyone, amen. Check all this applause. Amen. It's just people of faith here. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> 1 John 4, and we've been looking at uh, the book of 1 John, says this in verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His Son 
and his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So, of course, we see over there that love was an action. It wasn't just spoken about, but God showed us. He proved it as Jesus died on the cross. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He showed us, but He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. Another way is His love is made visible. Verse 17 goes on to say, this is, how we love, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love, and here's the pattern, because He first loved us. So we see in the scripture that God is love. And as God comes into us, as we know God, then we overflow in love. That God actually made His love visible and in a way proved it to us by sending His Son, Jesus. And if people don't see Jesus, they're gonna have to see us. And how we live in this love relation with God and let it overflow in the way we love other people, love is gonna be made visible. But John, if you study it, says, if we don't love, then the fear of punishment starts to come into our life because we know that God's gonna hold us accountable, that He actually gave us the two greatest commands, to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. It says those two commands, you say scripture, fulfill all the commands. And, and, and people who are not living in this space, overflowing in love, yes, there's this fear of future judgment. What's God gonna say when it comes to how I treated His church and His people? And then, of course, his world. But then we see the pattern that we love because he first loved us. And of course, when we are letting his love into our life, then there's no fear. You let his love in to your life, the front door of your life, fear has to leave out the back door. They can't live together. So the key for you and I is to open our life up to the love of Christ. Listen, we went through a crazy season in COVID and now the world feels like it's at war and potentially on the verge of a greater war. There's tension all around. Can we agree? The crazy thing is, out of sight, out of mind. The press starts speaking less about war and we don't think it's happening. But there is tension out there and that's not my focus today, but, but Satan wants to use wars, pandemics, uncertainty, to get his agenda across the line. His agenda is fear. But even as we face these things, we can be even more grounded in our relationship with God. You've got a decision to make, I've got one to make. What am I gonna be fixated on? What am I gonna be built on? I'm not gonna put my head in the sand saying it's not happening, but what's happening needs to propel us into a direction and it's, if you, just let it happen to you, there's no doubt, you're naturally gonna move in a direction. But God actually wants us to take responsibility and direct ourselves. Satan's agenda is fear. The Webster Dictionary defines fear as dread, terror, horror, fright, timidity, alarm, apprehension, and worry. 
If you've been struggling with anxiety, worry, some fear is okay, and some fear is healthy. Undoubtedly, the fear of, of things that can harm you, that's healthy fear. And our children, we need them to know, hey, that's hot, that can burn you. I'd say the fear of stepping in front of a moving car is a pretty healthy fear for everyone to take hold of. Can we all agree? But the healthiest fear you'll ever have is the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 14 verse 26 says, those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a palace of refuge for their children. That's awesome, because I've got children. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. Sounds pretty refreshing. If you've been drained, then this is a good fear. It offers escape from the snares of death. Come on, if you can overcome death, then you can really live, eh? Outside of God's will, being away from His presence, be, I fear not being in your presence. I, want, I fear not putting you first, God. I wanna put you first. That's a fear of the Lord. And you and I all need to have it. Of course, Satan's fear that he wants to, to have dominate your life, it actually paralyzes you. It steals your joy and your peace. I don't know if you are experiencing any fear that's stealing your joy and your peace. It's actually draining you. This fear is gonna keep you from doing the will of God. Because this fear will paralyze you in such a way that you'll stop moving in the things of God. If you let this fear stay in your life, yes, you're not gonna have peace, but you'll wanna control. Satan will say, you're about to lose everything. So you go, well, I'm gonna control things because if I'm gonna lose it, the best thing I can do is close my fist on it, control it. And the danger with this is when you get into a place of control, you normally try to move ahead of God. You always presume things might happen and you try to take control of it and you stop living in faith. The other thing that the fear, fear does that Satan tries to bring to your life is fear will be the thief of your devotion. See, Whatever you fear the most is what you'll be devoted to. I remember growing up in a season where people used to go to the UK for a year or two years. Anyone grow up in that season where you finish school and your friends all want to go to the UK and then and no, no one else up there? Like there. I had the opposite fear. I had the fear of going to the UK and getting cold. Like I want to stay in the sun, I'm joking. No. <laughs> but my friends all felt overwhelmed by this fear and it actually gripped them. I remember in matric, I got this fear by God's grace of missing out on God's will for my life. I'm not saying it's not God's will to go to the UK. But I don't think it is. <laughs> But whatever you fear the most, you become devoted to. So God actually left the, the, saint, the, the number one place in their life. Their fear became the number one thing. I just need to get to the UK. 
there's a fear that will drive your devotion in the wrong direction, or you can have a healthy fear of being in God's will that will drive your devotion towards God. By God's grace, I, I had that fear, and in a season that was such a defining moment in my life, I could have been totally destabilized because of the wrong fear, but God's grace, it's like my life, even though I wasn't sure of everything, because of this fear of missing out on God's will, that became my prayer life. But Satan would love to distract you. He'd love to get you devoted to something that you fear. Of course, a lot of us deal with the fear of rejection. You might not put your hand up, but you might say, I actually have dealt with the fear of rejection. Adam and Eve's first reaction to their sin was the fear of rejection. They hid from God. The reason this, this happens to I think all of us might be our greatest fear is because you and I were made by God. God is love. We were created by God to be loved by Him and to love. Our greatest need in this room is the need to be loved. And not just by anyone, but God. Because we were created by God who is love. That's why rejection is our greatest fear. If you struggle with the fear of rejection, you will completely be devoted to acceptance. And you'll be driven to please people. And people will disappoint you. Because people are not God. God is good. He's faithful even when you're faithless. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's the lover of your soul. He's not a man that he'd lie. People are frail. But if you have a fear of rejection, you will be devoted to acceptance and you'll spend your life just trying to get people to accept you. And that's a very emotional life. We're living in a, a world where, where um, social media He's saying, if people just like you more, you'll be accepted. I'll remind you, Ephesians 1 verse 6 says, praise, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He has made us accepted in the Beloved. Of course, this scripture is pointing to what God's done and giving thanks because God has accepted us. I wanna let you know that's the truth, that you have been accepted by God. The other fear that we struggle with is the fear of failure. If you fear failure, you'll be devoted to success. If you fear failure, you must probably worship success. And you'll worship what the world says is successful. Matthew 6 verse 24 points out the danger in this. Because if you worship success, you're gonna have a competing master in your life. Matthew 6 verse 24 says, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one or you'll love the other or you'll be devoted to the one or you despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And success in this world will be connected to materialism. I'll let you know, 
that you've already got everything you need in Christ. And you've already got every bit of victory you've ever desired. The victory you have in Christ is greater than any victory or any success you can have on this planet. It's your greatest victory and it's the greatest thing you can open your children's lives up to. But if you are fearing failure, you will worship success. You'll be on that treadmill, you'll pour your life into that toilet, they'll kick you off the toilet and pour your life down the drain. And I'll say next. Maybe you have the fear of death. Of course, what's opposite to death? It's life. What's wrong with being devoted to life? That sounds pretty good. Well, here's the thing. There's two lives. There's a temporary life and there's eternal life. If you and I fear death, Satan wants us to be obsessed with this temporary life. We will think that we only live once. We will think that we need to try to get everything out of this life. Whenever life doesn't go away, we'll think we'll have, we've had a raw deal. We will become depressed, we'll become bitter. But you and I know that, that there's more to, to life than this life. There's eternal life. In heaven, we're not gonna be on a cloud. In heaven, we're actually gonna get to live. Heaven's gonna be a thousand times better than anything on earth if you study it. You do not need to get everything out of this life. You need to worship God in this life and put everything you can into this life. Be generous, so to others. But if you think there's only this life, then you'll try to get everything out of it. You'll become self-obsessed. You'll be the central, central part of your world. Everything in life will be happening to you and you, uh, you, will, you will start to get in the way of your own destiny. People who live for the temporary never experience the eternal destiny God has for them. So Satan wants to grip you. John 11 verse 26 says, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. You are now not living a temporary life. You're passing through this life on your way to eternity. So yes, fear is an attack of the enemy. Whatever you fear, you give authority in your life. When you fear God, you give God all the authority. When you fear success, you give money authority. When you fear um, not rejection, you give people the authority because you wanna be accepted. When you fear death, you give the temporary authority and you're always disappointed. Of course, we know that, that fear is not from God. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. John 14 verse 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you isn't like the peace the world uh, gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. That's not the will of God for your life. Uh, Isaiah 8, 12 to 14. Do not be afraid that some plan conceived behind closed doors will be the end of you. Do not fear anything except the Lord Almighty. He alone is the Holy One. If you fear Him, you need fear nothing else. He will keep you safe. 
Of course, what we learn is if you fear man, you can never really serve God. But if you fear God, you can live the rest of your life serving people. That's why I love what 1 John says, but love costs out all fear. In a world that's fearful and uncertain, you and I need to know the best thing we have got is the love of Jesus. The best thing we can focus on is the love of God. Our number one value is that your relationship with Jesus, your love for God is the best thing you bring into the life of the church. It's the best thing you bring into your marriage. It's the best thing you give to yourself. Receiving the love of God. The wisdom of man tells you to be more concerned with how things appear on the outside, but the wisdom of God tells us to be more concerned how, of how things appear on the inside, what's actually happening in our heart. Do you, have you opened your heart up to the love of God? Have you received the fact that He loves you? He proved it, He died on the cross. He would have died just for you. He's shown it, He loves you. Galatians 1 verse 10, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please God? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So the fear of success and um, the fear of failure can get our eyes off God, but you and I need to live in a place of freedom. And I'm gonna quickly give you some practical steps. How to live fear-free in a way. Number one, receive the amazing love of the Father. You need to do this every day. This cannot be something that you only do on Sundays or you get reminded of. And if you come into church every two or three weeks a year, you and I need to stay in this. We need to be, we need to be this needs to be poured out in our life. This is too important to neglect. When you truly understand the, the love of God, fear has to leave your life. Psalm 36 verse five, your loving kindness, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. You know, in a, in a boxing match, they point out the reach of the fighter. Well, God's got greater reach when it comes to loving kindness, when it comes to faithfulness. Nobody can, can match him. He's already won that fight. He's paid, proved it on the cross. 1 John 4 verse 18, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. I love how um, another version says in 1 John 4 verse 16, no fear exists where His love is. Of course, I don't know if you heard it said, we always say that, that faith is the opposite to fear, correct? Faith is the opposite to fear. Well, What's the opposite to fear then? In the Bible, according to the Bible, it's not faith actually, it's love. And I agree, we need to have more faith and faith pleases God, but you and I can live in the space where we have fear and go, you just need to have more faith. No, no, you need to have more of the love of the Father in your life because wherever there's love is, 
He casts out fear. The opposite to fear is the love of God. And when you let the love of God come into your life, you are somebody who's filled by God. You don't need people to fill your tank. You let God fill your tank and you can overflow into the life of people. You and I don't need to be always using people, needing them to show us their approval. You and I can live in a space where we are living as approved sons and daughters, loved by God. Not that we deserve it, but He's shown it to us. Receive the love of God. Number two, surrender your life daily to Jesus and give Him His rightful position in your life. He will take care of your needs. In Job 11, 13 to 18, it says this. It's an awesome scripture. Let's look at it together. Here it is. Surrender your heart to God. Turn to Him in prayer and give up your sins, even those you do in secret. So He says that's what you should do practically. Then, You won't be ashamed. You'll be confident and fearless. Your troubles will go away like water beneath a bridge and your darkest night will be brighter than noon. You will rest safe and secure, filled with hope and emptied of worry. How good is that? That sounds like an awesome life. That's a surrendered life. A life that's surrendered to God daily. Number three, remember God has a plan for you. The Bible tells us we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who He has called according to His plan. I've seen so many people have brokenness and made terrible decisions come to our church and they've surrendered it to God and God has turned it and they are now changed and using all those bad experiences for the good of others. God has worked it to their good. God has turned it around. God is not intimidated by your mistakes. He's not intimidated by your frailties. He's not intimidated by your weakness. He's a good God who can work all things to your good. And when you feel fearful, you wake up and say, even this thing that's knocking on my door from my past, trying to intimidate me, I wanna remind you that God is gonna work this to my good. What man, what Satan meant for evil, God has meant for good. Number three, sorry, number four, know that death isn't the end. 1 Peter 1, three to four, because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for. You've got everything to live for because you're gonna live forever. Don't quit now. You've got everything to live for because you've got Jesus in your life. Don't stop now. Carrying on living. You've got everything to live for. It's a lie from the enemy to quit right now. If he's saying give up, you're not worth it, you've still got everything to live for. Because even when the temporary doesn't feel great, eternity is settled. In Jesus' name, you've got everything to live for. Finally, Remember God's promises. A lot of us live in fear because of ignorance. And what I mean by that is we don't know the truth. We only know the lies. Deuteronomy 31 verse eight says, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord is the one who goes before you. He'll be with you. He will neither neither fail you nor forsake you. That's a promise. 
Numbers 23 verse 19, God is not a man, so He does not lie. He's not a human, so He does not change His mind. He has never spoken and failed to act. He has never ever promised, he has, has He ever promised and not carried it through? Switch the lights on. Put the light of God into your heart. Do you wanna stand up quickly? I wanna encourage you this morning to make the Lord your refuge. Psalm 91 verse five says, we need not fear the dark or flying or man or being alone or disease or even death. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your dwelling, for He orders His angels to protect you wherever you go. I encourage you to make the Lord your refuge. I also wanna encourage you to receive His salvation. You can't earn it. Salvation isn't something we can boast about. It actually humbles us because we know we don't deserve it. Then Jesus offers it to us and we receive it. It says in Psalm 27 verse one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord protects me from danger. So why should I tremble? I encourage you to make, to receive His salvation, to confess your sins. The Bible says if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. The Bible says those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. It says if we confess with our mouth that He is the Son of God, believe in our heart that we will be saved. If you need to receive Him and pray that prayer and confess, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. Can everyone close their eyes just out of respect? But what I'm gonna encourage you to do, if that's you, I'm gonna count to three and I'm gonna ask you to actually be bold, say, that's me, um, to, to actually be zealous about receiving your salvation and go, I want that. I want Him to be my refuge. I want Jesus to be my Savior. Maybe you need to come back to Jesus this morning. I encourage you to, to be passionate and receive His love, to, to call in His name. If that's you, I'm gonna count to three. Just if you want me to lead you in a confession, I'd love to lead you in one. Just pop your hand up boldly and say, that's me with one, two, three. If that's you, just pop your hand up. Awesome, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. Anyone else? Just pop your hand up. Say, I'm gonna, awesome, God bless you. Anyone else? Just pop your hand up and you guys can put your hands down at the back. Anyone else? Let me see it. If you didn't put your hand up, just pop your hand up quickly. You know God's speaking to you this morning. He, this, is your, this is your morning. This is your day of salvation. Awesome. Let's pray together as a church family. Jesus, Please be my refuge and my salvation. I surrender my life to you. I confess that you are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Death has lost its sting. This morning, I call on your name. Save me and be the Lord of my life. I receive your salvation. Amen. Come on, let's give praise in this place. Awesome. Can you guys quickly take your seats? This is a simple way we can serve you.
I want to ask everyone, we do this at the end of our services, if you grab the form in front of you, the, the seat cover in front of you, um, the more of us that do it, the more people actually get help. So simply grab this and you don't have to put your name on the card, but fill out your prayer requests. We're gonna have a staff pray for you and our prayer team. So if you have any prayers, why don't you fill that out right now? Remember, cast your cares upon the Lord because He cares for you. We don't have because we don't ask. So let's ask God, come boldly and ask Him for our breakthrough. And then if you gave your life to Jesus, there's another card there. Why don't you tick first time commitment or recommitment? Maybe you didn't put your hand up, but you meant that you prayed that prayer. Will you tick that box right now so that we can actually tell you more about our next step for anyone who's responded. It's called following Jesus. You can do it on your device at home or in person. You're going to learn how to follow Jesus. So I encourage you to do that, tick that. Or if you need to take a next step, um, tick which next step you need to take. They just fill out your details clearly, your name or your email address, however you want us to contact you. And then as you walk out, you can throw your card in the back and the bucket at the back. Tonight, we've got Pastor John Herbert all the way from Melbourne, Australia. He's planted churches in South Africa, in Singapore, in uh, Papua New Guinea, Fiji, and then in Melbourne itself. So he's gonna be with us. He's a phenomenal guy, a friend of mine for years, a phenomenal preacher. It's gonna be like an encounter night. I encourage you to come out to church. And then for anyone who's new or you need more information, the best way to do that is face-to-face. -face. If you don't use the card, as you walk out the door, straight in front of you will be our next steps area. Have an awesome Sunday. God bless you guys.